Hello, friends, and welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to 15-Minute Free Thinking with your host, Carpo, which is me. And I haven't made a podcast in a little while. The last one I made was about a week ago, and it was about drugs. And I have not uploaded that podcast yet because I feel awkward talking about it. But I'm going to. Around the same time as I upload this, Instead of uploading weekly or bi-weekly, I tend to upload like three at a time, maybe once a month. So if you haven't checked out the podcast version, it's 15-minute free thinking behind me. There's a sign if you're watching the video. Otherwise, if you're listening, you're probably already on the podcast. I don't know why I still do this. I don't get paid for it. And I wanted to make a... Not a... Uh, I guess a thank you to all of my subscribers and all of my viewers and all of my patrons who uh, support the channel and say thank you. And today I'd l- I'm going to talk about a topic that might be controversial to some people, but I don't think it should be. And I hope that my liberal-minded friends will hear me out before they abandon, as well as conservative-minded folks, because I have a very strong mixture of both viewpoints. I consider myself a liberally conservative, free-market, capitalist, anarchist, libertarian. If that sounds absurd, it is. And it's because I don't take a side. I believe in individual power and ability to make decisions, but not a dominant authoritarian force that tells you how to do that. I'm not for power or centralized power. I think that's where we always have problems. That sounds simplistic, I know, and it is. But that's how I feel. I feel like all the problems we have in society really boil down to very simple ideas. But we make it complicated. So, basically, the smaller community you have, the more likely it is you can go to your... uh, I guess you could call it a tribal leader, governor, or a mayor, or, you know, a medicine man and knock on their door or their hut and say, hey, I don't like the way things are going, let's talk about this. And when people have more of a say in their current environment, it's important. It's kind of like genetics. Epigenetics will select for whatever environment your parents grow up in. It'll affect your genetics when you're born, and uh, you might be more or less likely to resist or not resist certain pests diseases, drink milk, lactose intolerance, these kind of things. And um, at the same time, there's kind of a an importance that we all have political views that reflect, I guess, our family or the people we grew up with and what we expect. And that's why, you know, I don't believe in centralized power, even in a socialized setting, because I think it's always corrupted. So I got into a discussion with younger kids recently about, you know, like in the 20-year-olds 20, 20 about socialism and why I'm opposed to it and uh, why I realized that as you get older, you understand not just... It's not that the idea isn't good. It's that the implementation is never satisfactory. <laughs> There's always somebody to take advantage. No Effects has a song about anarchism and uh, I think it's called Anarchy Camp. And every time I mention anarchy, I think about this. Um, It says, if somebody, one of the lines in the song is, if you see somebody taking charge, you'll be expected to beat them. 
<laughs> and I've always loved that because it basically says, you know, exactly it it is the essence of anarchy. Nobody should be taking charge. Beat them down, get them out of the way. That sounds extreme and it is, and I'm not saying it literally. I'm hoping people understand the metaphor. It's we tend to revere individuals. It's the reason when I post something about like Elon Musk, for example, I mentioned him recently, and people are like, why are you even talking about that guy? You know, he's a hero. He's trying to help the environment. And I thought, wow, you know, people really believe this. They really think Elon is some kind of hero. He's just a person, but he's a person who hates public transit, can't stand the normies, normal people. If you listen to what he actually says, the guy's detestable because he feels like everyone else is detestable. And I had this discussion the other day with somebody about going to Mars, and I thought, what a joke. The fact that we would send a car into space with a dummy in it, and at the same time believe this person is an environmentalist. But it all kind of made sense, and it all hit home. I, I, it helped me reach an epiphany. People want a hero. And then I backed up and went back a couple of years to Trumpism, and I really started to grasp and understand the daddy complex everyone has. It's not an offensive term, but we all want to believe somebody's in charge. So as religion is on the decline, you know, and, and I want to make this clear. This video is not an attack on liberals, if you're a liberal person. Um, I would hope you would hear me out, but it is an attack on neoliberals. And if you don't understand the difference, listen up and we'll get to that. Trumpism was a direct response to the same old, same old. It took a lot of people on the left a while to understand that. And I think that the misunderstanding is that people who consider themselves, whoa, liberal or liberal-minded are considered to be either weak or snowflakes or, you know, Biden supporters. I think this has to stop. People don't realize that's not the case. I realize that not everybody who's conservative is a Trump supporter or really cares about the man himself. Understanding the intention behind it is what's key. People were sick of a dynasty. I never wanted Hillary in office, so I understand that aspect of it. People make their own decisions on this, but I did not vote for Trump, and I probably would not vote for Trump. But at the same time, I wouldn't vote for anyone at this point because I'm sick of all the options, right? We've... I don't want to get too political, but it's too late. I've already talked about politics. I did vote for Obama. I was very opposed to George Bush Jr. I mentioned that before. I made t-shirts with him on the dollar bill, you know, talking about ripping off people. I had an argument with my friend years ago about the war in Iraq, saying it would drag on for decades, and he said, oh, it'll be over in two weeks. And uh, I was actually upset by it. I don't know why, but in retrospect, it made sense. You can see where this is going to go. Oil, profits, money, and a complete denial. And no more mention of weapons of mass destruction. We've got countries that really do have them that we don't do anything about. And you start to see and put together the pieces of the puzzle over the years. Now, I wasn't dumb as a kid. I saw these things, and I was always upset. I read books when I was younger about 
how the U.S. government had experimented on its own citizens. You know, uh, Agent Orange was something that affected my family because my dad was in Vietnam. Um, And uh, there is so much to talk about when it comes to distrust of the system. So, to back up full circle here, that's why I understood why people were willing to hire a millionaire to work the books as president. So, what happened was when this occurred, liberals or neoliberals lost their fucking minds. Progressives, left-wing news, media organizations. What happened to you guys? What happened to the people who used to be considered the rational ones? I once considered myself a progressive, but when I talked about being a progressive, it meant acknowledging the progress we really have made, not just saying everybody's a racist and everybody's a hater and we need to like corner free speech to dominate the airwaves and tell people what they can and can't talk about. I can't even make a video about COVID. I just went through like, you know, two and a half years of a pandemic bullshit. And every video I've made has been pulled from YouTube and they give me strikes. What do I do? I can't talk about this shit. So I think about how many other people can't also. And that sounds a little self grandiose, right? I mean, oh, I can't talk about this, but I'm not the only one. And this is why you hear about the far left and people don't really believe it's a thing. The extreme liberal-minded people. No, liberal's not fair. Progressive-minded. To the point where people are so fucking brain-dead that they don't realize that progressive means you're not progressing at all because you're trying to change things so fast you can't even acknowledge what you've gained. This is why in a time when there's less racism than ever before, we're sitting here nitpicking all the little details and statistics about why it's worse. And when I heard this from people a couple of years ago, I thought, no, that's not true. Bullshit. There is a lot of racism. So people fed me the statistics, and I looked it up myself, and I did the best research I could. I found that everything that people were saying a couple of years ago about most liberals just speaking on their emotions ended up being true. And it's kind of cringe, because I have to lean back and say, wow, that was the camp that I stood up for didn't even realize. It's a cult. It really is. The extreme far left is like a cult, just like the far right is, but they're both a small percentage. From what last I looked, like the far left progressives, people who identify as extreme progressives are like five or six percent of the population. And the people who are far right are about five or six percent of the population. So we focus on those extremes because it helps us deal with our own insecurities and point the finger at the other side and say, look at these people. What I'm trying to do is say, fucking ignore that 10%, 12% of the people and the rest of us, right? The 88% come together and say, we're not going to put up with this shit and listen to what you have to say because most of us are fucking moderates. And I'm sorry for the language, but it's so true. You know... There's a satire channel, and you've all heard of The Onion, I'm sure, um, but that's not who I'm talking about. But it's like that. It's called The Babylon Bee, 
and they've been making YouTube videos and kind of snide stuff and posts and it's pretty some of it's funny but some of it's dumb as hell and totally misses the mark the point is the people who own it are far-right christians but i don't care i still watch it i subscribe to it because some of it's funny and i don't look at a person's political persuasion or religion as a reason why i do or do not listen to them but the left has made that a point to be intolerant to refuse to allow people to speak at their colleges, to refuse to allow people to speak on their platforms, to attack people online and call them racists and haters and bigots. Even people like Jordan Peterson, who I don't agree with 100%. A lot of his stuff is stupid drivel. I, you know, but you've got to give him credit where credit's due. A lot of the stuff he talks about, people benefit from it. It helps them feel like they can take accountability for their lives, but nobody wants to acknowledge that. They just want to hate or love. That's emotion on both sides. That means whether you're a liberal that hates him because you don't believe anything he says, or you're a conservative who thinks he's the greatest thing on earth because you can't see through a lot of his stupid religious bullshit. Both sides have a little bit of a accountability you know to acknowledge that a lot of it's bullshit and i'm not going to get into the religious aspect of this but there really is a need for a hero and i feel like a lot of liberals when people said it's cult-like i think about why religion is such an important thing for people and i've heard this after listening to so many like philosophy lectures and Manly P. Hall videos back in the day, he's phenomenal, by the way. He was very dry and boring, but I learned so much about myself and the world, world around me, but I realized people need a hero. They need some sort of a muscle man, and that could be Jesus for some people. For some people, it could be Trump. For some people... For God's sake, it could be Biden. Who knows? I doubt that, though. <laughs> it was like a reluctant vote, I think, for a lot of people. But the big question, to get to the point here, is why did the left fail so bad? Because when I was young, the funny thing is, I grew up in the 80s. In the 80s, the right, or the conservatives, were stagnant as hell. I mean, they still are. They're like a horrible political class like both sides are just absurd but they were so stale and boring and you know now it's the left that's stale and boring and i think that the social media issue brought a lot more attention to this difference and maybe they just need to all take mushrooms i don't know but people are hanging on to so much bullshit and I feel like maybe they're seeking a religion, seeking some way to praise certain people and hate certain people. A lot of the people that I respected, I've lost respect for over the last couple of years. Um, even one of the most famous liberal progressives on the left, uh, God, I can't, can't remember his name right now. He's an old guy. doesn't matter. I forgot because I was so sick of his bullshit about COVID and isolating the sick and you know the unvaccinated and i thought you know fuck all this we're in an absurd time but also i realized that for people to have any hope in life not only do they need a god or a 
hero to hang on to. They need a devil. They need a Hillary demon, or a Biden demon, or a Trump demon. For conservatives, they need it to be happy, is what I found. Like, conservative circles really need a demon, to somebody to blame for all the problems, to be satisfied. And that's fine. But now the left has done the same thing, and they've turned into the exact same problem. So, what do we do about it? Oh, boy. I don't, I don't have any answers for that one. I don't think you do either. Wait, how much time is left? I guess this has already been 16 minutes of free thinking. So, cheers to that. I think that I'm going to retire now. And um, if you've listened to the audio version, you probably can't comment because it's a podcast. But if you support the channel through Patreon donations, you can get access to other unposted videos uh, through my Patreon account, Carpo719. And for those watching the video version, um, I'll have all the information in the description about that. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Don't forget to smile. Don't forget that whatever you believe could change tomorrow. I've had so many different ideas about life in my life, and I still don't lean too far to one side or the other. I just sway back and forth like a tree, because that's how you survive. If you try to resist in the wind, you're going to break in half, and I'll talk to you all next time.